0: Welcome to Helping Realtors Grow and Scale Their Business with a Sprinkle of Faith, hosted by me, Vanessa Varnez. Join me each week as I share my stories of success and failures on how I grew my real estate business, selling hundreds of millions of dollars in real estate and closing thousands of homes, all while being a mom and a wife. So whether you are a new or seasoned realtor, there is something for everyone. We will be discussing real estate life, business, and everything in between. My goal is to provide you with actionable steps, tips, strategies, and inspiration so you can grow and scale your real estate business. Nothing is off limits. Let's get started. Hi, my realtor friends. Thank you so much for joining me today for episode six. I still get so excited thinking that I've already made it to episode six, and I cannot wait to continue to pour into you and bring value and contribution to your business and your life because that is my mission. I really want each episode to be value-packed so you walk away with some sort of action that you can take in your business today, and I hope you listened to episode five because in episode five, I actually talked about how to beat the odds as a new realtor. And even as a seasoned realtor, there's some good nuggets for you in there. But in the episode, I talk about that if 12 agents join a brokerage, that by the end of the first year, only three will remain. So today I want to talk to you about how you can make it from the first year, you know, after your first year to the fifth year and beyond. Because according to the National Association of Realtors, 87% of realtors will fail and or leave. The real estate industry within five years. And this is so crazy to me, this number when I think about it, because many of us join real estate for various reasons. And I touched a little bit about that in episode five, but it's really, it kind of hurts my heart when I think about 87% of realtors leave because many of us get into real estate because we want to fulfill dreams, our own dreams, or dreams for our clients. Or we see opportunities and we've missed those opportunities because we leave. And also we want to fulfill, have fulfillment and joy in our life. And when we leave something like real estate or maybe even another career, that's potential that's never fulfilled. And it just, again, it really hurts my heart. It makes my heart really sad when I think about that, which is why I really wanted to cover you know, a beat the odds segment, if you will, on how to beat the odds as a seasoned realtor. So, I want to give you an example of what this might look like just to give you some context. So, let's say your brokerage hires 100 realtors, which is amazing if you could do that, say, in one day. Um, so, let's assume that that brokerage hires 100 realtors. At the end of five years, only 13 of those realtors are left. Only 13. Again, which is so crazy that that many agents will leave the industry. Now, I don't share these, again, these stats to scare you or create fear, because that is the last thing I want to do. I share them so you have more of an awareness, because when we're aware of what can happen, then we know what to expect and then what obstacles might get in the way, right? And then we're more equipped to overcome those obstacles. And over the last few years, you know, getting to the closing table for us realtors required a heck of a lot less effort. And just speaking for myself as a realtor in Orlando, let's say, for example, I'd list a home on Friday. By Sunday, my seller would have like 50 offers and not exaggerating. 40 of those were above asking price. In many cases, waiving all contingencies, giving away pizza for a year, maybe cars were thrown in annual Disney passes and everything in between. I don't know what, if your market experiences, this, but I know in talking to agents around the country, many of those, exper- many agents experienced that, but the market has shifted. And when our market shifts, we see an exodus of agents. Now, this happened during the Great Recession between 2006 and 2012. NAR reported a reduction of around 358,000 realtors or so. Now, of course, NAR has gained those numbers back and then some, but as the recording of this episode in October, 2023, more than 60,000 agents have exited the industry in the last six months. So how can you survive and thrive in this shifting market. I want to dive into what and I'm going to share some of my thoughts on some obstacles that might be get in the way. So you are not a statistic. And many of these things I have personally experienced, if not probably all of them, which is why thinking of this episode, it was really difficult for me, more difficult than some of the other ones so far, except for season episode one, um, because I think that this was something that I've really worked hard and through it with my coach with my therapist and so this is a little bit of shows maybe a little bit more vulnerability i think in recording of this episode but let's dive in the first thing i want to talk about is our mindset now this part of coaching is one of the most important aspects because this is something i worked really hard on over the last few years so of course mindset is going to be threaded into many of the episodes Success to me is only about 20% skill and you'll actually see the statistic and there's many people that have quoted that. The rest to me is all in your head. And again, I agree with this because I'm living proof. When I had my breakdown in 2019, I wanted to walk away from the business. I was done. I was overwhelmed, exhausted, burnt out, and I hit hit this ceiling of achievement. Now, I couldn't break the ceiling because of some of the thoughts and negative self-talk and belief I had about myself. And it wasn't because I wasn't savvy and smart. I was all those things. I just didn't believe that I could break through the ceiling, right? Because in actuality, the ceiling is just glass. And I believe that I couldn't break through it. But of course, I worked on my mindset and all those things. And I was able to break that ceiling because at the end of the day, it was a ceiling I had created for myself. I believed it was true that I couldn't break through. So I want you to check your mindset real quick. And I'm going to ask some questions. Now, if you haven't noticed already, if you listen to a a lot of my episodes so far, I ask a lot of questions. That's the coach in me, of course. And I don't ask these questions to be unanswered. And you may listen to one question and it may strike you as, oh my gosh, she's speaking directly to me. And that's the whole point of me asking a series of questions because one may speak to you and one may not. So again, I don't create these questions for you to sit there and not answer them. And you could do this a number of ways. For me, when I'm listening to a podcast and I feel like a question is speaking right to me, I might pause the episode, grab my notes on my phone, and I slow down the episode so I can hear the question clearly. And then I spend some time thinking about the question and I'll go back and listen to the podcast. So that's just a recommendation. I don't know if that's you, Or it might be you might take the series of questions and go back and listen to them later. But I'm going to ask you some questions right now. So, of course, if you're driving, please don't be careful. Don't do anything right now. Um, You can come back and maybe make a note. But um, I want you to ask yourself, how are you feeling right now? Are you feeling maybe positive emotions and feelings such as joy, excitement? You're optimistic about your business and life. You feel confident. Or maybe you're feeling more negative. Maybe you're feeling that overwhelm and exhaustion. Maybe you have some doubt and fear. So ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? And then to further that question, I want you to ask yourself, what is making you feel that way? Maybe it's something in your home, or maybe it's something at work, or is it both? And I really want you to spend some time diving into each of those feelings and really get to the root of what is making you feel that way. Maybe it's because you're dwelling on your past failures or mistakes you've made? Do you have that record player in your mind that repeats all of these failures? I mean, mine would really keep me up at night after night after night. And then I want you to ask yourself, are these thoughts and thoughts that I'm having? Are these thoughts I'm having based on a fact or an assumption? You need to ask yourself, are these true? And here's an example of what I mean. And this is a perfect example of truth, like facts versus assumptions. I hear from a lot of agents, there are no leads. We know this is not true, right? Because we look at the MLS and homes are selling, right? So there are leads out there. You need to understand why you feel that way and get to the root cause because maybe it's not, you're not doing the fundamentals or fears getting away, right? So you really need to dive in and understand why you're not doing the activities you should be doing. And I really want you to spend some time on your mindset first and be aware that sometimes when you engage in these thought-provoking questions, some feelings may arise, right? And maybe it's something from your past. Maybe it's a trigger. Maybe it's a trauma. So I want you to be mindful when you're digging in further that you might want to seek some professional help, which is what I did, right? But this is the biggest hurdle I find that you need to overcome first and what holds us back. And when you increase awareness you become empowered, empowered to break through those barriers, to move you closer to realizing your full potential. All right. So let's move on to number two. If you feel you're really good in your mindset and you've worked through all of those things, let's look at number two. And number two, I feel, I want you to ask yourself if you feel burnt out, maybe you're just burnt out. Remember when you first, when you first got your license, how did you feel? Like I'm smiling right now, thinking of when I passed my license for the first time, right? What about your first listing, your first buyer, your first closing? How did you feel? Over time, what I find is that excitement gets replaced with feelings of burnt out. And then you become emotionally and physically and sometimes mentally exhausted. And that passion and zest you once had for your business is now replaced with those feelings. And when this happens, you're going to find yourself like running for that exit door. You're like, as fast as I can get out of here, because oftentimes we don't have the tools and resources to deal with burnout, right? We think that we're alone and isolated when we're feeling this way. And that is so not true. There are so many people out there that want to help you. You just need to ask for help. And for someone who stayed in years of feeling burnt out, you do not get a medal. There's no Olympic gold medal at the end for feeling burnt out. So again. I don't want you to feel this way. Now, being a realtor, of course, as we know, because you're year two to five, you're working late nights, you're working weekends, you're probably taking very little time off or doing anything for yourself. And then what happens is this becomes a habit. This becomes what we see as quote unquote normal. It is not, okay? You do not need to live in the state. So, but the great news is, is that There are people, there are tools and resources that you can use to help work you through this. So how is burnout manifesting in your personal or professional life? Here are your questions. (laughs) All right. And again, questions serve a purpose for me because I think oftentimes we don't sit in thinking time. We don't sit time in that space. So you need to create that white space for yourself. Here's a question. Are you ready? do you still love being a realtor? Do you love it? And this question is a little bit more complicated than just the question because the point of the question is to get you to understand that you probably still do love being a realtor. You love all the things like showing homes and making offers and doing all the things, but you're burnt out in the tasks and the mundane assignments that you feel you need to work through as a realtor. And that's what's causing you to feel burnt out. So maybe you just need to hire someone. Maybe you just need help, maybe at home or in your in your work life, okay? So I just want you to think about, do you still still love being a realtor? And think really more through that question as to why. Get to the cause. When was the last time you took time off without your phone? For 24 hours, have you had any time off from your phone? How is your sleep pattern? What's keeping you up at night? What does your health look like? Maybe you're, again, mentally, physically, emotional. What does your mental, physical, and emotional health look like? What do you do for fun? And when was the last time you did something for fun? Look, burnout can happen to us at any stage in our career and show up in different ways. The key is please do not ignore it. This is something that can be solved, but oftentimes not on your own. So seek the help of your coach. That's what I work on with my clients. You can hire me to help walk you through this. The link is in the the show notes. Okay, You you are not alone. I just want you to know. Number three, do you wake up bored? Are you bored? Do you wake up each morning with little excitement and very low energy? And it's possible that those activities you once enjoyed, like showing homes, making offers, talking to your past clients, creating client experiences, feel more like a chore. Now, boredom is a common issue in lots of professions. And as realtors, we experience that. And I want you to take proactive steps to reignite your passion. I talk about why a lot. I think I I gave you the why download in the last episode. Why are you here? Why are you being driven to get out of bed each morning? And what is your goal? Making sure it's big enough and give you room and gives you room to stretch and grow. I want you to spend some time investigating if you have, if you don't have a why, or maybe you haven't looked at your why in a while, if this is what is causing you to feel bored because we should be stretching and growing every day. So find out if you're bored. Now I will be coming back to this topic later on because I felt bored for a long, long time. Because I didn't have a big enough why. I hadn't visited my why in a a while. Okay. So spend some time figuring out are you just bored? Number four, how are you dealing with rejection? We as realtors experience rejection probably daily. And if you're not experiencing daily, you're probably not talking to enough people. Just a little note there. And it's interesting because I'm part of a, a group of women. And we were talking about, they're from different, um, they have different backgrounds, different entrepreneurial backgrounds, and none of them are realtors. And I was talking about the point, the subject of rejection. And, you know, they're just getting into the sales space trying to launch, you know, their coaching companies in their spaces, not realtors. And they didn't realize the rejection that we feel as realtors, because I was sharing that with them. And they thought it was just so interesting. And I said, fear of rejection And feeling that daily is a common thing for us as agents. And they were just so curious about it. So it got me thinking, I'm like, we really deal with rejection probably more so than any other business. And this can be a reason why you wanna exit the industry because you just don't know how to handle the rejection. Now, for some of us, handling rejection is very easy. We could just say, "Mm, next and move on. But for others, this dealing with rejection over and over repeatedly can make us like not want to make phone calls anymore or avoiding situations where you have to talk to people. But you're going to have to figure out a way for you personally to deal with rejection because this is common. And I actually struggled with rejection for so much of my career and it would keep me up at night. And I would play a rejection in my head and I would make it so much I'd make it mean so much about me and who I was. And this is what caused me to have unbelief in myself and to have these negative thoughts. I'd call myself stupid, unqualified, inadequate, you name it. I said it about myself. But having that, having my coach really helped me unpack why I struggle with rejection. And over time, I became more confident and learned to find constructive and helpful ways and actually lean into the rejection. And I'm going to share a story in a minute. And this just happened to me like a few weeks ago. So I think this is really relevant to the topic, of course. Um, But it is important to evaluate why you're rejected. And I get leaning into the rejection will take some work, especially if, if you're someone like me who takes it very personally. Because sometimes rejection is not about you or anything that you specifically did. So here's how it showed up to me. And actually, this I was rejected by a past client. I have known this client for four years and I've actually done business with them in the past. And they called me and they said they wanted to sell their current home, but they wanted to interview multiple realtors. I was like, what is happening? Why? They know me. They know what I'm capable of. They know I can serve them at the highest level. So they proceeded to interview multiple agents. And then they called me up and said that I wasn't, I didn't get the job. And because I have done this work on feeling rejected, I was able to ask them, you know, I'm curious, why did you end up selecting a- another agent over myself? And they just shared with me that it was because I wasn't able to translate my marketing material into multiple languages. That, that was it. They said all things were equal. That was the only difference. So then because I asked the question, I knew it wasn't anything that I did personally. It was because of my marketing material. And I could make a decision. Did I want to change anything? I decided no. My marketing material had proven to work time and time again. It's the same marketing plan that I use with all my all my sellers. And I could make the decision. And then I was able to move on. But how often we don't ask why because we're so afraid of what we're going to hear. Now, of course, it was something I could personally improve on. Of course, I would take that information and use it in a constructive way. I wouldn't belittle myself or make myself feel less than but I was confident enough in who I was and I was able to ask why. So how is fear of rejection showing up for you? And I want you to work on a plan, your own plan on how to attack it, attack that fear when it surfaces because you don't have to live in fear of rejection. I hope that helps you with that and understanding that I still with deal with rejection after 21 years. I just handle it and deal with it a lot differently than I used to. So I just want you to know you're not alone. All right, let's talk about number five. We're gonna talk about money for a minute. And of course, as we know, this is a huge stressor for many, many realtors. And it's why we exit. And I want to ask, I want you to ask yourself, are you on on the income roller coaster? I don't know if you've ever heard that said that way. And I'm sure it's probably been said by many other agents, but for me, I call it the income roller coaster. And here's a scenario you have really, you have a great few months, many, many closings, and then you go many, many, many more months without any closings. And having this unpredictability can be incredibly unsettling. Now you're going to face financial difficulties as an entrepreneur, as a realtor, but you have to have a plan in place. So when you deal with this income roller coaster, that You have a plan in which you can draw from, right? So whether it's a savings plan, um, you know, whatever it looks like, maybe you have some side income that you draw on when things are kind of on this income roller coaster. The great news is, is that this income roller coaster does not have to exist. I've gotten to a point in my business where I have very predictable income. And a lot of that comes down to prioritizing those dollar producing activities every day, because as you scale your business, what happens is those fundamentals come off your calendar and they're replaced by other stuff. But my, I'm going to talk about this a lot throughout the podcast as well. This is disastrous because if you are a producing agent, you must have your lead gen and lead follow up always on your calendar. Until you've scaled up, like to seventh level and beyond, you should be. An active producing agent on your team. And you need to produce income to do that. And to do that, you need to have these fundamentals on your schedule. It's very important that you understand that that is what is going to get you off the income roller coaster. If you are consistent, nothing gets in the way, creating that bunker of time to do your lead gen and lead follow up, the income roller coaster will be non existent. Because when you feel uncertain about income, what happens? We show up as a sense of desperation and then we're graspy for a sale, but your clients are going to feel that sense of desperation and you're going to repel them. So you've got to be really careful and create a plan to mitigate that stress because with a plan in place, you can now continue to focus on growing your business instead of being consumed by the thoughts of not having money. And this actually showed up for a client of mine recently. She's a single mom, and she brought up to me the concern that she had only closed about a home every other month, and she wanted to maybe get a full-time job. And of course, we spent some time really digging into a lot of the questions like, does she still love being a realtor was one of the questions I asked her. And she decided, she she was like, no, I still love helping my clients. I have a passion for what I do, and I could sense it in her. But the inconsistent income was a huge concern. So I asked her, you know, what does her schedule look like? Is she focused on the fundamentals? And that was one of the things that was missing, right? And we discussed the pros and cons of staying in real estate versus full-time job. You know, working a full-time job is going to require you to show up to someone's office, work 9 to 5, but she has kids, she's a single mom. So what is she going to do when the kids get sick? You know, her income is boxed in. The employer determines her income. And as I've already said before, In real estate, as a realtor, your income is limitless. You can create whatever income you desire based on how much effort and time you put into it. So she recognized that she wanted to stay in real estate. She just knew she needed to get back to business, right? She needed to get back to those fundamentals. And from there, we we were able to create a plan. So I want you to really think before you decide to exit because of this inconsistency in your income. Here are your questions to ask, okay? Is my income inconsistent because I'm burnt out? Maybe it's just that. Maybe you're just burnt out and you just don't want to do the fundamentals anymore. So you're going to need to figure out how you can get excited and re-engaged in your business. Is it inconsistent because I know what I need to do, i.e. your fundamentals, but I'm not doing them consistently enough to create the income I desire? Remember, these fundamentals are not to do's. They have to be on your calendar. They have to be blocked off time wise. Is it inconsistent because I haven't taken the steps to adapt to my changing market? Remember, we are in a shifting market as of recording of this episode. So, do you not have maybe the tools and resources? Maybe you're not, you know, practicing your conversations that you should be. Okay. So, is it inconsistent because of that? Is it inconsistent because I haven't developed my safety net, financially, my emergency fund, right? It's important to do that to create your plan when you're in a good place financially, because otherwise, when you're creating a plan from scarcity and fear, it's going to look a lot different. So just be mindful of where you're at in your income journey. Maybe you're not managing your stress and it's negatively impacting how you're showing up at work. So all of these things I want you to dive into a little bit de- you know in more detail on your own and of course if you need more help with this getting off this roller coaster income this is where I come in and I want you to join my coaching program link is in the show notes. So the last point I want to make here is that as I've already mentioned when the market shifts realtors will exit. Since I got my license in 2002, I have experienced the boom in the early 2000s, the great recession, the slow climb until 2020, until we had the COVID boom. And now yet another shifting market. As of the recording of this episode, in one year, we've gone from 2 to 3% interest rates to 7 to 8% interest rates. Real estate markets fluctuate. It's not a matter of will. It's a matter of when. So how will you navigate any market that comes your way so you can not only survive, but thrive? If you got your license within the last two to three years, chances are you may not have had the opportunity to really grasp those fundamentals at a high level. And you probably haven't dedicated the time necessary to craft your skills as a realtor. So here are a few tips I wanna give you. When the market shifts, you have to pivot, you have to refocus your time and energy on those dollar producing activities. I'm gonna drill this in your head (laughs) so much because even as seasoned realtors we oftentimes put our you know take our foot off the gas in terms of the fundamentals. So you not only have to double down, I say you have to triple down on those fundamentals and get laser focus on lead gen and lead follow up. So let's say for example you had lead gen on your calendar for 1 hour, you now need to be doing it for 3 hours. Because remember, there's less transactions happening in your market, probably. Now you have to call more people to do the same level of business. I'm only telling you a strategy that's worked for me because I've experienced many different markets. And I remember my coach saying, especially when COVID first happened, Vanessa, you have to get on the phone. And I was like, I don't want to get on the phone <laughs> because it's COVID. And it served me so well getting on the phone and tripling down on my lead gen tasks. So if you are a producing agent, as I've already said before, you have to have this on your calendar, period. This should be your top and only priority. And don't forget to schedule also time every day, which is really important to practice those conversations with buyers and sellers, especially if you're new to the industry, because these conversations have obviously changed from COVID time. Buyers are more reluctant because they have higher interest rates. So how are you going to create the urgency? What are you saying to them to convince them to buy at a 7 to 8% interest rate? You have to have the conversations. You have to have the right tools to be able to talk to them about why they should sell Buy. What about your sellers who are sitting at 2 to 3% interest rates on their homes? Why should they sell now? Do you have the right conversations, the right tools to be able to share with them why they should sell? You have to know how to handle objections. This is crucial to survival right now. If you haven't read The Shift Book by Gary Keller, Dave Jinks, and Jay Papasan, I would highly encourage you to pick that book up. I do it on Audible because I'm a I'm very audible person, um, and I love to do it on my runs and when I exercise and things like that. Uh, I would highly encourage you to download The Shift Book today. It is relevant, of course, in any market, but more so in a shifting market, i.e. the name of the book, Shift. <laughs> You're going to have to fine-tune and practice your negotiation skills. In a shifting market, inventory increases, interest rates rise. You're going to need different strategies and tactics, not only with your buyers and your sellers and your investors, right? Different conversations for them. I want you to identify your weaknesses now. Do not wait. Find an accountability partner. You're going to have to take classes and you're going to have to increase your knowledge in the shifting market. I want you to also consider who you're surrounding yourself with. Are you surrounding yourself with goal-focused individuals? You want to be really careful around that water cooler to, get, to not get stuck into conversations where agents are complaining and talking about how slow they are, that they haven't had a closing in five months. Oh, I know it's hard. I get it. But there's still business out there. So you have to change. This is why it started with mindset. You have to focus on your mindset. You have to also focus on who you are surrounding yourself with. There's an expression. I'm sure you've heard this. You are the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. So who is your circle? Who is your group? Find agents. Find online forums where people are closing deals so you can have a more positive attitude and outlook. When times get tough, people are going to jump ship. This is the time to be all in, 100% committed. Anything less will not work in this market. I want you to look at it this way, positive spin. When agents do leave, you take more market share. So I want you to go and take it. Thank you so much for following along with me today as I give you my perspective on why 87% of realtors maybe fail or leave the industry. So I wanna ask you, what is your plan to be one of those 13 left? Spend time thinking about some of the obstacles I covered and how they might relate to you. Remember that with any decision or plan, you are not running a marathon like today. I want you to break it out into bite-sized pieces because when you do that, this allows you to gain the momentum needed. It allows you to celebrate your wins, which we need to do more often. We don't spend enough time celebrating wins, and it helps you get to the finish line, whatever that finish line is for you. I want you to give yourself grace and space to grow, stretch, and learn. I want to leave you with my sprinkle of faith for today. As you think about all of these things, the fear, discouragement, isolation, uncertainty, the negative thoughts, the self-doubt, this is the enemy. And the enemy wants us to feel all of these things. When our energy is focused there, it takes time away from God, what God has made available to us. He's provided us blessings, abundance, and transformation, which is why in my episodes with you are worthy of a purposeful, joyful, and abundant life. So I really want you to remember this as you begin your own journey. I want you to unlock and unleash your full potential because it is right there. And this is my mission. Are you ready? I want you to go. Until next time, bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Helping Realtors Grow and Scale Their Business with a Sprinkle of Faith. You can find any resources referenced in the show notes. Want to learn more about me and my work? You can follow me on Instagram at Vanessa Franz Varnes. But if you are ready now to unlock and unleash your full potential click on the link in the show notes to join my one-on-one coaching program. See you next week.